1: absolute sports betting degeneracy hey
2: everybody arch here and it is monday morning <laughs> max what's going on
1: uh, just getting ready for week 19 what is that another <laughs> game that they're gonna add to the schedule right you know week 19 we got more football that's a uh, regular season oh wait no regular season's over that was yeah. yesterday right that was it uh, it it's hilarious as you know a lot of people are complaining like after uh, after the Colts lost and we we we'll get into this is like oh well now we got a meaningless fucking Sunday night football game. <laughs> you fucking fools. <laughs> you missed a good one. <laughs>
2: What's going on, Sex Panther?
3: You know if I I didn't watch much football at all this season, but by god if I didn't wrap up that uh, Raider Charger game last night and uh I caught a little bit towards the end of the uh, 49ers a Rams game as well but um oh my god what what an incredible game I'm sure Max is gonna talk about it I'm definitely gonna talk about it and uh yeah we probably got a lot to cover so we should probably get started
2: we probably should Max what kind of touchdown do you
1: have all right this is the uh, everyone sucks edition
3: <laughs> point number
1: one the Colts suck win and you're in I guess Indy forgot about that part Because faced with that very opportunity, they fucking fizzled against the goddamn Jaguars. Carson Wentz threw for 185 yards, one touchdown, one interception. He was sacked six times, had a QBR of (laughs) 4.4. Vastly outplayed by rookie Trevor Lawrence. Jags got a double win on Sunday as well. They won the game, and in doing so, they prevented a division opponent from making the playoffs. Plus, they got the number one pick once again, so the Colts suck. Point number two, the Ravens suck. Because you know, starting the season eight and three and ending up eight and nine is exactly how you want your fucking season to go. Ravens lost to the goddamn Steelers in overtime, allowing Big Ben's season to continue. And you know somehow he's going to win the fucking Super Bowl this year because that's how shit goes. Point number three: the Patriots suck. Once again, on the road in Miami to end the season, and the Pats decide that winning isn't important. It was, you know, it, it kind of wasn't super important to them because the Bills had beat uh, up on that JV squad of a Jets uh, team. But still, it's not a way to tune up for the playoffs. New England went one and three down the stretch and their lone win was beating up on the Jaguars, which everyone beats up on the Jaguars, except for the fucking Colts. Mm-hmm. Pats hit the road going to play Buffalo in the first round. So, you know, they won there earlier this year in that shitty low scoring game. But still, you know, you'd rather be at home having someone come to Foxborough than hitting the road. Point number four, the Cardinals suck with a chance to win the NFC West and host a game. The Cardinals decided, you know what? We play better on the road anyway, so we might as well lose our final home game of the season and hit the road in the playoffs. Cardinals end of the season three and five in Arizona this year, meaning they went eight and one on the road and they're going to head to LA next week for the playoffs because the Rams suck. Up 17 points, the Rams choked and let the 49ers come from behind, win in overtime. Uh, that win propelled the Niners to the playoffs. A loss would have actually knocked San Francisco out because the Saints whooped up on Atlanta. Uh, Sean McVay had never lost a game when leading at halftime. Never. Yeah, it was first time for everything, right? Uh, Rams defense by the end of the game just absolutely gassed. But I, you know, I, I can't excuse them because if you watch the end of that game in the fourth quarter, they're fucking celebrating on the sidelines Right before the fucking 49ers marched 88 goddamn yards down the field to get a game tying TD, pushing into overtime. Uh, gunslinger wannabe Matt Stafford threw a few more picks out there, including the game sealing one in overtime. Uh, Rams have some major issues. You know, I'm not I'm not writing them off like someone else on this show, but I am indeed worried for sure. Point number six: the Chargers suck. <laughs> We're talking about that. Uh, in the end, a timeout may have cost the Chargers a playoff spot. Because, you know, the Chargers going to charge her. After playing just an epic fucking game, including, uh, God damn, how many fucking fourth uh, fourth downs in the fourth quarter did Justin Herbert keep hitting to extend that game? Uh, L.A. was able to get the game into overtime. Uh, Vegas got the ball first. They scored a field goal. L.A. marched down the field. They scored a field goal. So here it is. It's tied up like everyone thought it was going to be. By the way, Arch, great fucking pick. Oh, was yeah. It plus 1250? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Amazing. That, that made your weekend right there. Uh, the Raiders seem content on just letting time expire. Except, you know, Brandon Staley may have missed, uh, misread the room or something because he didn't get the message. He called timeout with 38 seconds left. Raiders on a third and long. Now, did he actually expect that he was going to stop the Raiders, force a punt? Because his defense was absolutely exhausted at that point. Uh, Vegas really just seemed keen on just not turning the ball over. That was their whole thing, right? Let, let's just get the tie. I don't want to fumble. I don't want a uh, you know, a blocked field goal. Let, let's not risk anything here. Let's just, let's just get the playoff spot. Well, that ta- that timeout really pissed off the Raiders though, because uh, you see it on the sideline. They, you know, just fired up and just like, oh, "Fuck this! Let's win this!" Josh Jacobs ran the ball right up the gut. Daniel Carson, who has never missed a field goal at Allegiant Stadium, nailed the game-winning field goal that pushed the Raiders into the playoffs. They take on the Bengals next week It pushed the Steelers into the playoffs. You know who they get next week, Arch, right? Uh, yeah,
2: I, I'm aware. Yeah.
1: Hurrah. One last hurrah against the Chiefs. Uh, <laughs> and it also pushed the Chargers out of the playoffs. Uh, down the stretch, Vegas won four straight games to make it in. Uh, after being annihilated by Arch's Chiefs, 48-9, uh, to nine, this team just found ways to win games at the end of the season. Uh, they're the first team in over 60 years to make the playoffs after making a mid-season coaching change. I think this Bengals team needs to be worried next week. Uh, Vegas doesn't know they're not supposed to be there. Extra point, Mike Zimmer sucks. Lost in all of this talk about meaningful football games, there was actually some meaningless football games played yesterday as well, uh, like the Vikings winning 31-17 over the Bears. But one person who found some meaning in this game was Vikings rookie wide receiver Justin Jefferson, who had a chance to break Randy Moss's single-season receiving record. Now, you know, you know, we've been saying this on the show. I don't fucking care about this record. I don't care about any records that take an extra game to do. And, you know, I don't even care that Mike Zimmer didn't force the ball to Jefferson. I don't care that he took a knee at the end of the game like he should have instead of trying to throw the ball to Jefferson. I don't care about all of that. I don't even care that Zimmer was honest about it after the game. I don't care about records. I only care about wins, he said. Well, what I do care about is the follow-up questions that were asked to him because a reporter said did Jefferson care about it to which Zimmer said I don't know maybe you'd have to ask him and this is why this fucker sucks he should have known that a player in his locker room was motivated by something he should have set those expectations ahead had a conversation with Jefferson ahead of time saying hey listen you know if it's at the end of the game and and you know we we just we're going to play a straight up game. We're not going to force this thing. Like set the expectations beforehand. To me, you know, Zimmer just doesn't care about the players on his team. And you can say I only care about winning games, but you know who you need to win over is your locker room, especially your future star wide receiver. Because you're not going to do much winning of football games if you don't have them on your
3: side. That is Max's week 18 touchdown.
2: All right. What do you see Panther?
3: Uh, Let's start off with something that's not generally specific to a game, but point number one, no greater fallacy in sports that teams with nothing to play for have nothing to play for. Lions, Jags, Texans, Dolphins, and Seahawks all played games as if it was their playoff lives at stake, with four of the five actually winning outright. From a gambler's perspective, you know, I'm still, we've been doing this for over three years now, and from a gambler's perspective, I'm still learning, Um, but this is maybe something we need to ignore and uh, treat these games as if they were week eight and not 18, because I lost a lot of money on supposed teams that were supposed to fucking care. (laughs) Point number two, today's Black Monday. And the list of coaches on the hot seat has been well-documented. Max just covered one of my season-long favorites, and Mike Zimmer. Surprised we haven't gotten the, um, the uh, breaking news yet that his ass is fired. But there was no way, no way I would have thought that we could be adding Frank Reich to this list. Going against a 2-14 and team that has given up 27 points per game on the season, the Colts managed 11. Yeah, I'm sure there are those uh, who point the finger at Carson Wentz, and no, he did not play all that well. But the number that stuck out to me in this game was 15. 15 rushing attempts for the guy who has been hands down the best running back the second half of the season. Combined with two turnovers and a defense that couldn't get off the field, I'm left to wonder if Frank Reich's name doesn't pop up, you know, today, you know, this week, but he won't. He won't get fired, but I think it puts him on the hot seat going into next year. Point number 3, once again the Patriots in the regular season against Miami and once again they leave with a loss. Yes, New England is headed to the playoffs, but one can't be as confident in this team as they were just one month ago. There's much to like with both of these teams. I, and I do. I like New England. I'd I like where Miami's going. Miami just dug themselves an early season hole they couldn't get out of. Belichick has handled this rookie quarterback masterfully and has gotten to the playoffs. I know it's probably sounded like I'm a you know Patriots hater. I am not. I just feel this team, this quarterback has played very well, but the expectations are one to two years ahead of what the reality is. Point number four, the team I had once ranked number one for three consecutive weeks, limps into the playoffs with yet another home loss. The Arizona Cardinals have not been the same since Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins had their injuries. And now out of time and out of excuses, I think it's fair to say that the Cardinals we've seen for the last five weeks is probably who they are right now. I like the future of what's going on with Kingsbury and Murray, but maybe not so much for the rest of this well regular season and playoffs. Point number five, What a way to end the regular season. The Chargers and Raiders put on an instant classic. Derek Carr played a clean, efficient game. But Justin Herbert, my God, he looked like a seasoned veteran out there. Multiple fourth down conversions and a laser with no time on the clock. The silence in Vegas when that touchdown was only outdone by the quiet in Pittsburgh when they tied that game. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never really rooted for a tie in my life, but I would have jumped like a kid at Christmas to see Carlson's game winner go doink off the upright. Hopefully the scenario that we've talked about all season about this tie and everything that, that, that could have happen with this game. Hopefully this scenario gets the league into talking about getting rid of this horrible and outdated rule, no more ties. Point number 6, even though the Steelers win and celebrate it earlier in the day, they actually did not make the playoffs until after midnight when Carlson's field goal went through the uprights. I'm not sure if there's a less exciting team for anybody to root for in the playoffs, but kudos to Mike Tomlin and the Steelers defense for getting them this far. Remember that year the Broncos won a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning barely able to throw 15 yards, (laughs) like sitting in a wheelchair? I guess I'm just saying, maybe there's a chance. (laughs) That was Panthers NFL takeaway for week 18.
2: My only takeaway now is, okay, well, who do you believe in? Of all these teams that are left standing here, who do you believe in? Oh, my God. I mean, Tennessee, maybe?
1: I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think I think there's there's no uh, Green Green Bay uh definitely has the the edge. Um, mm-hmm. you know, everything going through Lambeau, it's theirs to lose. Like frankly, like if, if they lose, if they get knocked out, uh it's all on them, right? I mean this this is literally theirs to lose to get to the Super Bowl, especially um uh you know, if you look at what happened, the impl- you know the implications of that Rams 49ers game, especially um, the Rams dropped down to the fourth seed. They would have been two and, and they would have been hosting the Eagles as opposed to facing a division opponent, the Cardinals. I think that's a rough matchup. And then now they have in the next round, they have to go to Green Bay. No, it's, it's it's whatever the lowest seat is. Lowest seat is okay. If the, Eagles, that.
2: if the Eagles or the 49ers could sneak out a win, they okay. would play Green gotcha.
1: Bay. Gotcha. So, so so they'll swap that. Okay. Because yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I I think the nightmare scenarios for Dallas were they did not want to play the Cardinals. They avoided that, but they don't want to fucking play the Niners right now. I think that is a tough matchup for for the Cowboys. So if you're asking me which teams I kind of believe in going into the playoffs, I listen. Jimmy G got this fucking team to the Super Bowl just a couple of years ago. The way I saw them playing yesterday, the way they came from behind, the the running game, uh, their defense can step up. Uh, Dallas, I think, drew a fucking bad beat with with the Niners right here. Uh, On the other side, um, ah, man, goddamn fucking Raiders-Bengals game might be uh, be the (laughs) fucking game of the goddamn week. I think that's going to be the funnest one out there, uh, uh, you know, there's there's no teams i mean there's no team other than green bay at this point that you say has has an easy path to the super bowl i
3: don't know if anybody has an easy path i mean i like all the teams you know that that rams losing that game also you kind of left out kind of left out the saints here that they would have been in had the rams won that game but Look, I completely agree with Max. I think it's Green Bay. The winner of the Raiders-Bengals game is probably somebody you don't want to play right now, and um, everybody else, maybe Kansas City. I I still like the way of Kansas City's been playing, even with that loss they had um, two weeks ago. But the the uh, balance of power, I mean, it's, it's it's very mediocre. You know, with Tampa Bay losing all their wide receivers, they look vulnerable. Dallas, they, they exploded against the Eagles. They've, they've got a lot of upside. But it's, right now, I think it is Green Bay and everybody else.
2: Yeah, it's hard to argue. The Packers have a mo- the most complete team, maybe. But on the flip side, Tennessee, 91 players. That's, that's our final tally. 91 players they played. Coach of the year, man. Coach of the year of Rabel right there. About to get
1: another one back, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hell
2: of a week. We're going to be talking more playoff football as the week you know goes on but
1: lots of playoff football yeah. we'll, 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 we'll talk our playoff winners we'll talk our conference uh, winners we'll talk our super bowl winners we'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll do all this stuff it's gonna be yeah. fun hey let's take a quick break talk about d-gen gear you can celebrate the nfl playoffs with some of our d-gen gear you know uh the 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 seahawks they won their their finale it could have been russell wilson's last game in seattle well you can celebrate that with your seattle frauds uh t-shirt head over to absolute Degeneracy.com, go to the Degen shop, buy our gear, keep the lights on around here and go full Degen. The future is a hefty responsibility
2: and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what Hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it, it's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew.
3: Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com.
0: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at That's corient.com. That's c o-r-i-e-n-t.com. Corient.com. All right. College football
2: championship game, Panther.
3: We got the one game that nobody wants to see. <laughs> I have no problem saying that Georgia and Alabama probably are the two best teams in the country. I, I think Alabama's been a juggernaut now for, for 15 years. Can't wait for Nick Saban to retire so we can get somewhat out of a semblance of balance of power. Georgia, you know, outside of the SEC loss to Alabama, has been as dominant of a defense as you've seen All season long. So here they are matching up uh, for the second time in a little over a month. And you just can't get, I can't get past how much Alabama dominated Georgia, a team that gave up basically single digits, average single digits on defense, on points allowed, gave up 41 points to this Alabama Crimson Tide. You've got Bryce Young, the Heisman Trophy winner, outstanding wide receivers. I mean, Nick Saban gets whoever he wants, the pick of the litter, five-star athletes, and then NCAA football gets whatever's left over when he's done. George has done a great job of getting elite athletes of those leftovers I still just don't think on the grandest of stage with two weeks to prepare that Georgia is ready to knock Alabama off their throne. I don't understand the two and a half point line. It was three, but the two and a half point line for Georgia as a favorite. It makes some, it just kind of smells like something's going on. I think maybe Vegas is telling me to take the Bulldogs. I just can't do it. I like Alabama here. I'm going to money line them for the outright win. 50 bucks on the elephants, also known as the Crimson Tide.
2: All right. I have Chubby Zebras picks. He sent them over to me. His play is Alabama money line plus 125. He likes Stetson Bennett, Bennett under 245 yards. He likes Brian Robinson Jr. to score the first touchdown. He's getting plus 750 on that line. He likes Slade, Slade Bolden to get the most reception yards, plus 1600. Those are some prop plays from the Zebra. And I'm hard-pressed to disagree with you guys. Uh, the line is two and a half. I just don't know if Georgia, or if Alabama can beat Georgia twice. That's, that's my hesitation. But I will take the points. I can still get a three here. Uh, so I'm going to do it. I'm going to put 25 bucks. On
3: Alabama, plus three. Roll Tide, baby. Despite what somebody says about what a KOD is, you just, I mean, we're, we're fucked. I, I don't care <laughs> if you pick the points or not. The play now is the Bulldogs. You
2: know, I was, I was really thinking Georgia for most of the week, and then I saw everybody hammering Georgia, the late-breaking money, and I thought, well, fuck it. its It's an Alabama play.
3: Yeah, I, I, I like and this Alabama team. I just know how you bet against them. You know, if you even lay in the points, if you bet Alabama like every single game for like the last fifteen years, you're a millionaire.
2: <laughs> One thing you're not a millionaire doing is betting the NBA, Max.
1: You're a dollarnaire. a dollar <laughs> single cent error i don't know you, you you make a little bit of money in the nba this is not where you're gonna you know ca- cash most of your uh your checks and sports betting it's it really is uh really is fun at times uh I, there's not much in the nba to like today either panther how many do you got uh, i came up with three wow i i like i barely came up with one and 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 i like i picked it and then when I started looking at it, I was like, I don't want to bet this one, but I'm going to do it anyway. And that's Milwaukee at Charlotte. Um, the shitty thing is the Hornets just fucking beat the Bucks two days ago. You know, so the chances of that happening twice in a row are definitely slim. But I'm on the Hornets anyway. Uh, Charlotte is 11-5 and five at home this season. They're the third best shooting team in the league. And that effective field goal percentage is even better when they're at home Hornets just definitely have the advantage over the Bucks in the backcourt. Uh, Drew Holiday's still out for Milwaukee. If you looked at that other game, Giannis and Middleton did everything they fucking could. Giannis dropped forty three points. Middleton, I think, chipped in another twenty seven, and they could not win. Mostly because Ball and Rozier just torched the fuck out of Milwaukee. Uh, Bucks guards in that game combined for twelve points. And I'm I'm using guards lightly because they put a, 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 a small forward at guard at one point, and he scored three points. So I'll give that three in there as well. Again, I, I don't love this game. I don't love a lot on the board today, but I'm going to do it. $10 money line bet on the Hornets.
3: Hey, but the only thing that gave me pause in this game was that they had just played um, late last week. But I'm in complete agreement here. The Bucks, as much as we love Giannis, I mean, he's – MVP, you know, he's, he's great player, top five in the league, but this bucks team goes how drew holiday goes. And without holiday, you know, I've mentioned it before. If you don't have a point guard, a floor general, it really creates disarray. And this bucks team is just not looking as fluid without a true point guard on the floor where the Hornets have LaMelo ball and they have Terry Rozier. Um, they've gotten their bigs back. They got Mason Plumley back. They're like, they're healthy and they're playing well i agree here i'm i'm on the hornets at home as well another money line play <laughs> for me so uh 10 bucks on the hornets well you don't have to worry about a kiss of
2: death here i am not betting this game i'm leaning the hornets here but I, they just beat them two days ago that was my <laughs> that's my hesitation yeah i, yeah, I know yeah. yeah so you guys feel free
1: to cash it without me i hope so hope so all right panther what other games you got <gasps>
3: max that band-aid it's a little, a little stale let's rip it off have a look at the Indiana Pacers going to the Boston Celtics. It's not that I really think Indiana is going to win this game because I hate this Pacers team. 3-15 and 15 on the road. They're without their true point guard, Malcolm Brogdon. Um, they're, they're banged up. But this Boston team, I just don't like them. I haven't liked them all season. They lack leadership. They lack a floor general. Um, it's just nothing to love here. So I'm going to take the Pacers plus the seven points and put 10 bucks on Indiana.
1: Probably the right play. I, I okay. At best, I have Boston win this game by you know, four or five points here. You know, it was interesting, though, is uh, I, I was saying maybe it was off air. I, I can't remember when I was talking about the, the Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum combination. I was like, you know, if you have to keep one, everyone says, oh, you got to keep Tatum, blah, blah, blah. It's, I, I think the winner out of the two guys is Brown. I think Brown has it in him, the desire to win, the fire. To be able to do it, and you know, sometimes uh, talent is is wasted, uh, right? Ben Simmons. Um, <laughs> I, I i love the way that Brown came out the other game, dropped his first career triple double. After the game, they're asking, "Can you guys play together?" And he fucking just laughed. I was like, you know, we, we made it to a couple of fucking Eastern Cam- uh, Conference championships games together, so I think we can play together. We're we're you know we're in a bumpy road right now um hopefully this is the turnaround maybe maybe uh, they realize that the ball in brown's hands as the de facto kind of point forward or you know having having jalen um just lead the team as the floor commander and and you know tatum plays off of him maybe that's the way for them to win i do think the celtics win this one i couldn't money line it uh, i will lean the pacers with the points
2: yeah i like this plus seven what we're catching uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a closer game than that. I, I don't doubt that the Celtics are going to win the game. I, I'm pretty sure they are. But seven, that's too many, too many points. Give me uh, the Spurs plus uh, – not the Spurs, Jesus. Spoiler alert. Give me the Pacers plus seven uh, for 10 bucks. <laughs> Spoiler
3: alert. Uh, allow me to digress for just a moment as I jump for joy as the Minnesota Vikings have fired Mike Zimmer and Joe no Oh, shit. The- Shocker. Shocker. Fun? Nobody saw that coming. <laughs> What a
1: douchebag like I, I like honestly, if, if if I can just repeat what I said in, the, in, in my my touchdown here is like he knew he was fucking out the door. Right. There's no way you say that about Justin Jefferson. There's no way you fucking like the filter was off. He knew that he was being fired after that one. He just didn't fucking care. Now, which job does he get after this? I don't know if he gets a head coaching job right away. He he might end up in, in fucking I, offensive coordinator land, right? He's a DC. Heard, he's a DC. Yeah, yeah, defense, defensive coordinator, coordinator land. Dallas, yeah. is
3: Who? What I Dallas. Dallas, defensive yeah, coordinator. Yeah. yeah rumor yeah. floating there around. One more basketball game for me. Let's take a look at one of my favorites, the Cleveland Cavaliers on the road taking on the Sacramento Kings, who've lost four straight. Uh three of them not really all that competitive. But uh, the Sacramento team is just in, in complete disarray. Cleveland is getting healthy. Matter of fact, I don't see any player on their injury report. And uh, I only got to give up five points. I think the Cavs can handle this game. So I'll lay the five and put 10 bucks on the Cavs.
1: Uh, yeah, the Cavs had the unfortunate fucking task of uh, meeting Clay Thompson <laughs> for the first time in a couple of years. That, that was unfortunate for them. Um. I, I don't. I don't like them in this back-to-back situation. I, I. I. I hate Sacramento. I think they're a piece of garbage team that needs to blow everything up. And I do like Cleveland a little bit more. But uh, at home, getting those points, I will lean the Kings there.
2: Yeah, I'll lean Sac. Or, Jesus, Jesus, I'm gonna lean to Cleveland with you. The five, I have it right at five. If it tiptoes tiptoes up to that six, I would be off it. But yeah, with five. I think you're you're safe. So lean Cleveland
3: all right that's all i got I, I think there's probably one more you want to look at Archie.
2: there is the spurs are going to new york uh again another situation where i have no doubt in the mind, my mind that the uh the knicks win the game but i think the spurs can keep it within the six and a half i have it closer to like three so give me the spurs plus six and a half for ten bucks
1: yeah i think that's the right play i think there's a, a little too many points here i, I you know i i almost ignored this one altogether because every time I see the San Antonio Spurs in a game, I just get I just close my eyes and pretend it doesn't exist. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't get there anyway. Like, uh, you know, the, the, it was way too much money to spend on the money line for the Knicks uh, was the implied probability was way off for the fucking Spurs. Um, so if, if I was going to bet this one, I would probably take the Spurs with the points here. Knicks should win it, though.
3: Yeah, this is a game I can't get on. The Spurs are in what, at least the sixth game now of a a long road trip. They've lost four of their last five. Both teams are struggling to score. If you look at the Knicks – They've scored 80, 105, 104, 108, and 75 against the fucking Celtics. Um, both team I think if I was looking at anything, I'd be looking at the total 213.5, and a half, probably going under. Spurs are without a lot of players. I'm seeing Thaddeus Young, Keldon Johnson, Derek White uh, on the I listed as out. So it's just too many question marks for me. I'd lean the Spurs with the points, but this is a no play. All right, that's all I've got in the NBA, Max. We
2: are heading to the
1: ice. Yeah, I know Panthers got a couple of games. I'm going to just talk about one of them. That is the Boston Bruins heading to uh, Washington to play the Capitals. Uh, coming off of a road win over the Lightning a couple days ago, uh, Boston's going to continue their road trip. Uh, Washington riding, though, a three-game losing streak, including an ugly home loss to the Devils last week. I think on this, uh, on the surface, on the season, the you know, two evenly matched teams. Maybe the Capitals a slightly better team, but the way that they're playing hockey right now, I think Boston is the play today. So, a ten dollars bet on the Bruins.
3: I'm on this game, but before I comment on this game, breaking news: Matt Nagy out at Chicago. Oh Kansas. my god! No. Shock! Shock! No. Oh, stop! No. Uh, you didn't see that coming? No, no. <laughs> Dude, if I hit the Frank right though, that will be. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, they always come in threes, right?
3: <laughs> yeah, they always come in threes. <laughs>
1: you killed Betty
3: Waite, you son of a bitch! Oh my god! And uh, right, and then they took Bob from us
1: uh bob saget and i'll pour one out for him you know i was saying i was saying on twitter who the fuck th- thought that Artie lang would be the one that survives <laughs> at a dirty work you know i mean i mean chris farley we figured i mean chris farley didn't even make it to dirty work he was dead before that movie premiered but it's like you're looking at you're looking at it's like that's like oh man we lost norm we lost bob saget how the fuck is Artie lang still alive for Unbelievable.
3: Back to hockey, Bruins at Capitals. Look, Boston is one of those teams that you you really just can't fade against. But Washington, here's the thing with overtime losses—if you got to factor me because it skews these records. Washington looks like a really good team at 20 and seven-nine. That's nine more losses that they have. Um, Ten, three and five, so eight losses at home the Washington is perceived as being up there with Florida and Carolina and Tampa Bay. And I'm starting to really wonder if they are Boston. I I, I like this team. They got really well last year in the second half. It looks like they're starting to do that here. um, Later in the season, they've won four of their last five. I think they win this one. Uh, So a $10 money line bet on the Bruins. Yeah. I think that you guys are on the right
2: side of that. I, I absolutely think that. I think that's a really good bet
1: can we get the plus line can we get i found a
2: plus 102 over here
1: oh nice yeah yeah oh you definitely fucking jump on boston with a plus line i was Uh, i I unfortunately eight minus 105 fool i'm fucking idiot anyway plus one plus one oh three that's the best that's that's it panther are you are you taking the rangers
3: i'm taking the rangers oh I, I I
1: I had it. I had I had it as a bet, and then I saw that uh, uh, Panarin's out. I saw Shosturkin's out. It just, uh, I think you're probably still right. I still think there's value, but as soon as I saw, it's like, man, their top scorers
3: out and their best goalies out. i I fucking piece the hell out of it. Man, I don't know who these other guys are, but Nemeth is out. Hunt is out. Reeves is out. Gothier is out. Um, so that maybe these names be something to you. I just look at stats. This is a team that is just playing out of their minds right now, particularly on, you know, the defensive side, you know, they put up a four, one, um, beating of Anaheim just a few days ago. This Ranger team. I mean, I didn't see it coming when the season started, but they look so good right now. 13 and six and two on the road, 23, nine and four. They won four of their last five The King. The only thing that gives me a little hesitancy is I actually think the Rangers should be about minus 130. So so now I'm seeing the Kings at minus 110. This gives me a lot of pause. But the Rangers with a slight plus line, I've got to jump on it. So uh, yeah, 10 bucks on the Rangers. You
2: said everything you wanted to say, Max. I did, yeah. yeah oh,
3: okay, yeah. Too close
2: to call. I, I don't know if I would touch this game <laughs> at all. Minus 101, minus 109, both sides, or, you know, in I guess I'd lean the Rangers here, but damn, man. You're really jumping right into it, Panther. No fear.
3: Yeah, it, it, it stinks. That's why it's not going to be part of the parlay. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got.
2: That's all you got? Any value on this minus 465 for the uh, Avalanche here? No? No? No value. It's a, no. Is, there any
3: value? Is, is there any lottery ticket going against the Avalanche here?
2: No, they're only 82. percent It's only 82 percent implied. No, no. I'm no.
3: I, I mean, it's a fucking
1: Kraken. Who who, <laughs> who who fucking bets on Kraken games? You got to be on crack to bet on those games.
2: Okay, I saw Panther. I That's thought he it. had something. Pa- pa-
3: pa- Panther agrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Silence I, is I, acceptance. I, I'm I, I Yeah, it's a fucking Kraken. But goddamn it. I, I, plus 400 it's probably worth five bucks
2: i just don't even i don't even think they have a 17 percent chance to win that game all right we talked about the nfl and that glorious mess that we had going into the playoffs we talked about basketball we talked about oh the college football championship roll tide and we talked about hockey that is it
1: that is it. Download the DGenz app for Android or iOS and listen to anything about our picks, your picks, anyone's picks over on Twitter at Betting Absolute. No matter where you listen to, please highest rating, comment, subscribe. Download and listen to every single episode. Panther, take us home, man. Don't do a five-team parlay. I don't know if you listened to the Sunday show yesterday, but I slapped your hand. Three is the key number here, Panther. If you just did the three NBA games, you would have hit your parlay.
3: I was just answering the DGenz. One of our listeners wanted a solid five-teamer. And then I had to go and put fucking Eagles and hockey. and No, basketball, I was there. No, I I was kind of. But look, I give the D-Gens what they ask for. And uh, so here's here's your Panther. I was going to put the Crimson Tide in my Panther Parlay. I had it written down. I had to take them out because Arch KOD'd that thing. So it's name. Take the Bulldogs. Here's your Panther Parlay to get out of here. I like the Charlotte Hornets, the Indiana Pacers, and the Boston Bruins. I'm going to put those three together. That'll be today's Panther Parlay. We're hanging out uh, on Facebook. We're on Twitter give us a shout out just don't ask for five team parlays it just does not work Um, but we'll shout right back most importantly let us know what you did over the weekend what you're going to do tonight and when it's all said and done kids it's all make some money fools
1: information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations under no circumstances will the owners operators or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents